and welcome back in listeners to another wonderful episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are so excited to welcome back to our show the writer and director Lenny Schwartz, whose new show being presented by Daydream Company and Rise Playhouse is Dramatist Persona, playing April 20th through 29th at the Rise Playhouse in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You can get your tickets and more information available at ristage.org. And listeners, this is a show we have been longing to hear about and learn more about since we last had Lenny on our show. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Lenny on. Lenny, welcome back to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. So happy to have you. Thank you so much. How are you doing? It's good to see you again. Or good to talk to you, I should say. I am so good. I'm so excited. When when we were previously talking before we started and we were kind of nosing around and I got the, the brief description, I was like, this this all sounds familiar. Was it you that was telling me about it? Was it another guest? And I yeah. remember when we when we spoke about it, I literally was like, this is a much larger problem. And I'm so glad someone's bringing a show that brings us to light. So oh, thank why don't you. you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more about what Dramatist Persona is about? What is, what is sure. this show? First, Andrew, thank you for having me on again. It's great. It's great to talk to you. For the, the show itself is about incidences, incidents in the theater community. It's about you know I we've we've had things in Rhode Island where there's been inappropriate behavior, we'll say, and not just one person, but uh, you know many many people over many years, and it's very problematic. And you know I started running a show you know based on this, based on the um, the different incidences that happened. As I was writing, though, you know, I start realizing, you know, I start looking at other theater communities because I do do theater in New York. I have friends in Massachusetts and, you know, California and different places. Uh, and talking to everyone, there's always a very similar theme going on. This, this, the theme is, is always some, there's always some individual who kind of has kind of big ego and everyone knows this person and everything. And what ends up happening is that you start to see this cult fall, you know, follow around this person, like they kind of form and started opening up like this almost Pandora's box that kept opening and opening for me. You know, it started talking about cults in theater. Are there cults in theater? Are, you know, are certain theater companies a cult led by one person and one vision? And, you know, who are these followers and will, would they do things for this, for this person that they want to please? You know, you start looking deeper and deeper into it. You start looking around and, it's it's so strange because you know so many people talk about the Catholic Church and it talks about you know the the different things that happen in the Catholic Church, and I don't I don't as I dug dug deeper you know I think that in some ways theater does have that kind of thing going on with it you know how how widespread is it and why does it happen these things were very interesting to me and very interesting to try to try to spin a you know spin a, a narrative about which i don't know that it's ever been done in theater it is factual which is very hard to say without i want to without you know i want to i'll say factual with you know not really I'll, I'll say not really pointed at any specific individual but you know things have maybe suggested that things happened from our community happened in, into the play while creating a new while creating a narrative around it and it also involves with with I hate and I hate to say it like this. It also involves my personal, my personal I want to say involvement, but my personal perspective. There is a character who is based on me, and there is a character who is dealing with a lot of things that I had to question and deal with, because for myself it became a very a very personal a very personal project. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know, I can tell you. For years we see you know I I, I see these people people I knew online people on Facebook 
friends of mine, you know, mostly women, but some men are posting and seem very angry. And I'm like, I never kind of understood why they were posting so angry and, you know, why, you know, they felt like they weren't heard. And people, I see other people saying, you know, I'm sure we've all seen it saying like this, you know, talking about that person dismissing them. And, you know, I think that happens a lot more than we know, where we're like, this person's crazy. They're, they're talking, you know, they're talking about this and they won't stop. Why won't they stop? And then, you know, you start seeing all these allegations come forth. And then, you know, I start seeing from, from the person's perspective where people, the person that people thought were crazy, I start seeing from their perspective. And it's so, it's so hard for me to kind of see that. It kind of opens up this Pandora, again, a box that just keeps opening of like, you know, people that you thought that were, you know, had some, had something really, you know, to themselves. And you watch this, this world kind of come apart for people. So there's all these themes in the play and there's more. And yeah, so, um, there's a lot in there. And it really is. I would say this is, again, the, probably the hardest show I've ever directed. It's probably also the most brutal show I've ever directed. And definitely the most honest show. I, I you can't hold back when it's something like this. You have to, you have a, you have a choice. You can kind of go, I'm going to kind of do it. Or you can say, you know what? We're just going to go for it. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, let the chips fall, fall where they may. We're just going to push through for this one. And we don't hold back at all. Me and the cast don't hold back. <laughs> so how did you come up with the idea for the show? Is there a specific specific event? I look and I say legally. Let's find out. <laughs> so I will say in our community, we had many instances, you know, that that we can come up. One of the instances, and I can't, you know, confirm or deny that this is something that a play is actually based on. Because, you know, it's all just, you know, every, everything, you know, is what it is. We had a person who was perhaps uh, going online and creating fake profiles uh, in the theater community and harassing other theater companies doesn't seem like a very you know innocuous thing not really a thing you can do you can create fake profiles people do it all the time right except the problem is you start looking into one individual and what they might be doing and you start saying okay well this person's held this high in the community they hold they hold up to this high standard and so you start you start looking into it and you start saying to yourself wow what else is there you know what else could there be and sometimes it's not a good thing to look into because you start seeing other things and you start seeing the excuses that people make for them in a community. You know, I think that's, that to me is what's very, was very interesting. So we'll say, you know, that was kind of the impetus and it kind of shows you this, as you start looking into it, as I did as a person, you start looking into different people, we'll say different people, because that seems good. Um, <laughs> you start looking into different people and you start, you start seeing that, not just these things that they're doing that seem like just complete and utter abuse, but the people around them that are kind of like, you know, um, supporting that abuse, whether they're doing it indirectly or not, that's, they don't realize it. And then the gaslighting that happens when somebody brings it up, it's kind of like a, it's, it really is just amazing. I can't, all right, so I'll give, I'll give you an example of something that happened in the play. I can give you something that is, you know, one of the characters in the show works for him. This is, you know, again, not based on anything, you know, you know, <laughs> anything. Um, you look at my face right now, not based on anything in reality. But one of the characters we're, we're talking about, he, he works, he worked for a theater company. Uh, he is an artistic director at this character. And he wrote for a magazine, a local magazine. He, and he was their, he was their self-proclaimed chief theater critic. 
And they had an award ceremony in, in this play. And they have an award ceremony that they talk about. And he was the host of this award ceremony. So you start to look at that. And you're like, how does that happen? Like, that's a real huge, con- you know, you're, you're, looking, you're looking at him like, what the hell is that, right? But, you know, uh, I'm not saying that this, you know, this, this is based on anything in reality, of course, because legally I want to make sure I cover myself. But, you know, um, you start looking into it and you're like, okay, why does something like this happen? And how does this continue to happen? You know, this is a huge conflict of interest, right? You, you see this from out the outside perspective. Yet nobody in the show sees this as a conflict of interest. So you start looking at that and you're like, okay, you know, did this thing happen on an island? Sure. You know, and so when this individual, you know, they, they discover, you know, what he's doing, well, then, um, you know, discover that he actually like, like assaulted people, this person who worked for the magazine and all these things and all these things, they, they actually assaulted people. So when they did, and, you know, the, you know, one of the big points was, okay, that the magazine's like, okay, well, we, in the, in the show, they're like, we suspended him and did all these things. And so they're like, yeah, but, you know, it's the characters, you know, the characters, this person's, you know, they, they say, you know, um, they say, hey, you know, we, you know, what, what else is going to be done? What are further steps are going to be done? Can you assur- make assurances this won't happen again? And then the, the magazine says like, no, we won't, we, we know we don't have to do anything. We did our job. Well, we're asking you to make, you know, you know, and they're like, we did our best. We did our best. And it was like, no, we're not saying this, but you allowed this to happen. You know, they, you see that, that they allowed this to happen. I mean, not to say that they said, you know, you know, they perpetuated the abuse, but the idea is that he used their platform to basically do what he needed to do to leverage himself in the community, we'll say. And so when the, when you start to see this and you see what a big thing that is, you're like, you know, you're like, hey, you need to recognize that he was using your 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 platform to basically abuse people, to give himself theater awards, to, you know, hone in on his theater company. You have to realize that. And they're like, no, we don't see that. And he won't make assurances that's when problems start arising. And that's just one instance in the play that happened. And there's, there's countless more. So so what is the message or thought ultimately you're hoping that the audience is to take away from all of the this in your show? Right. You know, I think, I think the thing is awareness. I think awareness is one. I also think is that personal integrity, I think. I think what I think personal integrity. What is your personal integrity? That is, I might even use that for, for my promotion now. <laughs> I love that. But what is your personal integrity? Because I think that also goes hand in hand with what you were talking about accountability and how to solve it and everything. Right. And going along with that, who do you hope have access to this show? Honestly, I hope everybody does. I can't videotape it for obvious reasons. You know, I would love to. I love to like show people. I would love everyone to have access to it because I think it is an accessible show. People are probably look at it and probably have this kind of fear of it, and they have this kind of like hesitation towards it. It is accessible. Uh, it is very accessible for that. I, I I want it to be. I mean, even for people who maybe have done abuse, I think should come see it. Who have committed abuse because I don't think that. You know, I, I honestly feel this way too. And I feel I, I feel like, you know, the some of these people who do abuse, who have committed abuse, have done, and this is what was very tough in Rhode Island, is that some of these people have done some really great things for people. They have. Like, I mean, like, like, I mean, that's that's the hard that's what the hard part is. I'm not just I'm not, you know, dismissing that, but that's kind of the the, the weight the weight almost. So it's like, you know, the seesaw does one outweigh the other and it doesn't you know it doesn't it just has to you have to say this you know this person is 
has helped people, but sure, but they're, they've done this abuse. And that is, that's the question, unfortunately, that a lot of people face. It's like, I also think that just because there's a difference of opinion or a, a disagreement about perspective on the show or perspective on your stance on this and personal integrity doesn't mean that the conversation should stop between people. I think that's very, people like to write each other off or block each other on Facebook or, you know, I probably, I probably been blocked by a hundred thousand people at this point. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not a difficult person to get along with actually. It's very funny. <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I just can't, I just can't eat horse crap like all the time. I'm trying to, and that's the other thing. People try to feed you horse crap all the time. Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, you're feeding me horse crap. Well, let me thank you for it. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, with the last few minutes we have, I want to switch gears here and let sure. the audience get to know you a little bit better. Sure. We've had you on the show before. Which uh, I love every time. <laughs> so I'm going to go and skip right ahead to, have you seen any great theater recently that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? It has been a few months since we've chatted, so maybe you've seen- Oh my God, have I seen any great theater? Honestly, I've been so busy uh, that I haven't even gone to it. So I've run, I'm, uh, I run, I, I will say I've seen shows at the- I can't say too much more. I can tell you afterwards if you want to know, but we are, my theater company, Rise and Daydream, are kind of in the middle of a possible ex, expansion. So we're kind of, uh, we, I can't say much about it at this point, but we're going to be, we'll be some exciting news coming up. My my time has been limited though, because we've been doing shows there and I've been kind of, they just stayed up. Oh, a little night music, uh, which I saw, which you uh, did. The gentleman did a very good job. What a, probably the best musical arrangement I've ever seen of that. Uh, it's a guy, one of the best music directing jobs I've ever seen in the show. I'm not even kidding you. This guy should is like, I'm like, wow, you're a genius, and I never knew. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the guy, uh, uh, Gordon Dell. If he's listening to this, he did such an amazing. I'm not just saying next. I don't, I don't say compliments. You know, he did such an amazing job. I'm like, you should be a music director. Like it was, it was stunning. Like, I mean, he did it with five instruments, I believe. Wow. Um, and it was, he really spent years just like kind of getting the five instruments for, you know, make sure it worked. And it was beautiful. Like um, it was, it was something else. I, I, that was one of the most oppressive things I think I've seen in a long time. I haven't seen much theater. I've been directing a film as well, actually. Cool. <laughs> I'm doing I'm, I'm doing a film right now. I, we, we shot 10 days on it and I'm still going strong and I've been writing other things. I just working and writing and, you know, all the other things. I haven't had a chance to see theater. I, I feel bad. I want, <laughs> I want to. I, I can't let you go without asking my favorite question, which is yeah. what is your favorite theater memory? And I know you've shared that before, but what's another favorite theater memory you have wow you know I, I shared the one with people before actually i will say my 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 favorite theater memory came from the ditko show which i think I, I told you last time which was amazing my my new favorite theater memory think, let me think about this for one second you know i have probably two in a very very I actually have one actually. I'll tell you what it was. This is this is my favorite. My working with the new cast has been great. I will say that's probably my one of my favorite casts I've ever worked with. The one I'm working with now, unbelievable, unbelievable cast. But I will say this: opening night for the Bill Finger show, all these people are in the audience up for Batman and all these things, right? And it was my daughter's birthday, and uh, she was turning 13. You know, I I go up on stage and I give the announcement because I want to give the announcement. You know, I want to do this. And um, I, I, she didn't know it, but I, we sang happy birthday to her. 
And uh, she looks so happy and so proud to be there and so happy she stood up and everything. I that's probably my favorite theater memory, honestly. And the show is great too. I love watching it, I love doing all these things, but I just you know, it's it's so it was so much fun to be able to do the show, take take you know, take these people I mean the most to me to New York and have my daughter there for her 13th birthday and actually make something special. It wasn't, you know, you know, uh, I didn't didn't have to get her a cake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's some kid <laughs> no, no no it was great I, I just remember seeing her face and i'm like my god i love her she's so much fun but actually i like including her when i can and in this show i kind of include her in a small way which i i you have to see the show to see but she's actually we actually recording her doing the introduction to show off her set the cell phones and everything too she's not really into theater but she crosses over every so often and I just, I love this surprising her like that. It was so much fun. Anyway, that's, that's my newest one, I think. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you for having me. That's great. Thank you. Are there any other productions or projects you have coming on the pipeline we might be able to play? Oh, gosh. I I'll make it quick. So I'm shooting the film The Haunted and the Hunted. You can see it online. Google it. You'll see a, a teaser trailers online. So we shot a year ago. We're filming, filming still. Uh, with that, then uh, after that, I'm working on I'm working on short plays. I'm working on another film. I have films all over the place that I'm kind of working on screenplays on. And what else? What else do I have going on? Oh yes, uh, the fall. I'm doing my first comedy in so many years. Pussy Hanukkah comes to Harlem, which I can tell you the premise of. If you want to know real quick, it's basically about. So there's actually a phenomenon. This actually could happen that the Earth stops stops spinning and it just stops. And actually, you can look this up. Like it just stops spinning. But the reason I give for the comedy is that it's in the future, the earth has stopped spinning and it's because everything has become politically correct and everybody's won. You know, everyone's getting along great. And the world, the, the grease, that the offensiveness that used to be in the world used to be the grease that kept the world spinning. So the government hires two, two canceled uh, stand-up comedians from the 1980s to teach everyone how to be offensive again. And uh, I'm excited to do that. There's going to be mullets and everything. I can't wait to get started on it. They can't do yeah. the age without mullets, so. Right, exactly. You know, that's how I feel, too. And then in the spring, I'm closing on the script right now. That one's written. And again, we're looking, to, the theater's looking to open, like, possibly by the fall, have some, some we'll have some really, uh, actually, by later in the spring, we'll have some big news. But we're I'm also doing a play in the spring of 2024, which is going to be about the first movie camera and about Thomas Edison and um, Louis Le Prince and this whole kind of like a murder mystery, actually, of how mm -hmm. Thomas Edison is kind of like a based in reality, kind of almost like a, honestly, it's not Tarantino, but a little distortion of the facts. Uh, there's facts out there, but nobody knows the full facts of what happened with the first movie camera. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks Thomas Edison did it, but um, Louis, Le, Louis Le Prince actually had the first camera and then he disappeared. And Edison was trying to buy his camera equipment. So we're going to write a play about that. And I think that's going to be a lot of a very, very different take of things. I'm very excited about them. I, I'm closing in on the, on the final draft on that, too, which I'm excited about. I'm very excited about that. Really so, yeah. yeah, I can't wait, man. <laughs> so, And then I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like After that, what will the future hold? I have other things I want to do. But I like to take it one script at a time. And you know, one day, you know, I'll be like, you know what? I, when I don't have any more stories to tell, you know, then, then you know. Well, then I'll be like, I'm going to retire and go to Disney World or something. So I'll say. Well, if our listeners want more information about Dramatist Persona or about you, maybe they want to contact you. How can they do that? Sure. My email is 
Lenny, uh, L-N-N-Y-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z at AOL.com on AOL. Feel free to email me. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Leonard Xavier Robert Schwartz. I'm on Instagram, Lenny Schwartz. I'm, I think I'm the only one. Also, you can go to um, ristage.org where you can find all Daydream and Rise Productions. And also, be on the outlook for The Haunted and the Haunted. School the name with my name. Uh, go on IMBD. You'll see me on there as well. Wonderful. Well, Lenny, thank you so much for joining me again. It's always a blast having you on. And always I'm always about about this important piece of theater, and I can't wait for everything else that follows. I hope you'll come back again and chat with us about your next work. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me, my friend. You've been great as always. Thank you. Thank my you. guest today has been the writer and director Lenny Schwartz, whose new work being produced by the Daydream Company and Rise Playhouse is Dramatist Persona, playing April 20th through 29th at the Rise Playhouse in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting risage.org. You can also reach our artist by emailing him and following him on social media. We're going to have all that information posted on our social media, as well as the episode description. But if you're in the Rhode Island area or anywhere near it, make sure you check out Dramatist Persona, April 20th through the 29th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. <laughs> Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.